This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged. The podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Hey, welcome. Pat Calamari here, host of Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Episode number 102. A doozy. A singer, a songwriter, a producer. And he's got one of the coolest jobs in the land. I mean, how many folks do you know is in the band with Sir Paul McCartney? Yes, I'm talking my man, Brian Ray. Brian, normally the bassist. Well, he's like the utility guy. When Paul goes on the piano or keyboard, Brian plays bass. Paul plays bass, Brian plays lead guitar, goes wherever he needs to go. A super guy, a great songwriter, and this is the second opportunity I've had to speak with Brian. Great guy. He released last year Pirate Radio, which I've been playing quite often, and now he released a new single called Got a New Thing. Really good stuff. Like this guy. Like him a lot. You know, he started when he was like 15 with Etta James. And now he's been with Sir Paul McCartney for the last, well, 18 years. And we talk about Sir Paul. We talk about Brian's music and what's going on. And uh, it's all good stuff. Brian talking to me on a Zoom from his studio, Bad Manners Studio. And... Got a new thing off of Wicked Cool Records. All very awesome stuff. Keeping new music alive on the radio is what I do. And I continue to do. So sit back and enjoy my Zoom chat with Mr. Brian Ray. And check out Got a New Thing. It's available on record orange vinyl. And you can get it signed. Why get the unsigned if you can get the Brian Ray signed. I mean, that's the one I would want, right? Anyway, if you like what I do, please continue to subscribe on my YouTube channel. Follow me on Pat Soundbites IGTV on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. It's um, been a great ride for me. Podcast is doing quite well. Okay, enough for me. Time for Mr. Brian Ray. Sit back and enjoy the ride. And as always... Live, love, and laugh a lot, because life is way too short. Hey, everybody. This is Brian Ray, and you're listening to WBXO Classic Rock Redefined. Hey, live on Pat Soundbites IGTV. Excited day today. Keeping new music alive on the radio and on video is what I do, and I am honored to have this guy back on the line with me not on a phone but even on a zoom he's a singer he's a songwriter he's a producer and he keeps putting out great new music and by the way he's got probably one of the coolest jobs in the business anybody that shares the stage with sir paul mccartney for almost 20 years you gotta pinch yourself i'm talking to my good friend mr brian ray look at this guy nice hat nice bandana you look great my friend I'm ready for the COVID. 
How are you, man? It's great to see you. Oh, yeah, it's great to see you, Brian. I mean, I loved Pirate Radio. We talked last year. You released that track, and it was a killer. And I played, well, the crap out of it, and it got it on our rotation. And when Jody says Brian's got something new, I said, bring it on. And Got a New Thing is a great, great track. Just released the other day, Wicked Cool Records. I mean, you just keep throwing them out there, my friend. Well, thanks so much. You know, it's it's obviously something I love doing, and I need every distraction and escape, as we all do during this time. And that's what we get to share together, you know our love of music and our fondness for a brief escape in the, in the case of a, a garage rock tune, like got a new thing on wicked cool. It's three minutes and 30 seconds of an escape, you know, and that's, that's a lot for these days. We all need it. And I'm happy to do it. I really am. No, it's great. You know, I say to everybody, it's kind of a double-edged sword because, you know, if we were back to whatever normal was, I don't know if so much new music would be heard. And you know what? And I'm the new music guy. So I'm like, I love it. And I put it right on our rotation and get it out there for all the people to hear. And boy, could we use always an uplifting and a smile anymore going through this whole COVID thing. How has COVID really affected you, Brian? And um, what has the loss of, say, the normal of what we're used to taught you anything besides, uh, like, trying to keep your sanity? Well, it's taught me that, um, you know, we have to find our joy and we have to find our our peace and serenity. I know it sounds kind of airy-fairy, but, you know, it's a stressful time for everybody. And again, as we were just saying, music is a great escape. Um, and one of the things that I think is encouraging right now is that uh, guitar shops are sold out of guitars. And the wow. vintage, vintage guitar market, which had a little bit of a slump, is on fire right now. And I'm a nerd. I love vintage guitars and new guitars. And uh, so it gives me hope. My point is that in five years, when these teenagers who have just bought this new guitar, they just got online or whatever, in five years, they're going to have a band. And guitar might be more important in uh, popular and rock and roll music than it's been in years as a result. It's huge. Guitar stores are all sold out. That's wow. That's the first I've heard of that. That's great. Boy, that is inspiring to know what the future might bring for us after all this. So I'd love to hear that. And speaking yeah. of guitars, Gibson Guitar, I know released two signature series, Brian Ray, little, uh, I want to say, what is it? Uh, 63 SG and a 62 SG Jr. Are they available for the public to uh, purchase? They are. Yeah, I mean, the, these are um, available in your local guitar shops, and you'll probably have to get them online, but they're ready for order. It's not like every guitar shop is going to have stock of these. Right. You can simply call your local guitar shop and say, hey, I'd love to have a go on that, you know, Brian Ray 62 SG Jr. or the 63 SG Standard. You know, and uh, they'll they'll get them shipped in. I, they're doing both doing so well. I'm I'm so pleased. I mean, I feel like I'm so lucky. I got this killer job, and now Gibson wants to do guitars. It's like if I we know. get rid of COVID, 
I'd be the happiest man on ever, on the earth. I mean, to get that phone call and you go, really? You want to do what? Yeah. I'm all in, man. Go for yeah. it. Well, exactly. that that is so cool. As I mentioned, the coolest job in the world. I mean, I, I think you're pushing almost 20 years, Brian. That you pinch yourself every day and go, unbelievable. Out of all the people that Sir Paul McCartney could have said, hey, I want this one, that one. You, Abe, and Rusty have got to be, you look at the three years ago, wow, what a ride it's been. Right, along with Wicks Wickens, who, of course, was there in the previous band all the way back to 1989. Okay. So, yeah, the, the, the four of us have backed Paul McCartney for nearly 20 years. You're right. Um, and absolutely, it's it blows my mind. It's even more strange now that we've been off for a year and a half uh, because, you know, you have some distance from it. For the last 19 years, it's been chock-a-block. Hit, 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 go, go, go. Tour, 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 record, record. TV, more recording, more touring. You know, it's just this endless great cycle of busyness. And now with this, the, the lockdown, you have a time to sit back and take a big breath and look at what you've done and where you've gone. And to me, it's like, more of a pinch me moment than it was before. Cause I can appreciate it. It's sort of like a distance thing. I remember you told me last year, I said, what, what, what drives Paul? And you, I want to say you said, man, a guy is just a workaholic and he's a perfectionist. He just nonstop grab any instrument and just go. I mean, he's releasing McCartney three in December. He's already released a track home and a little uh a series of uh themed digital eps it's like every year paul is just non-stop and you got to admire his work ethic no matter who he is i mean paul mccartney just doesn't stop yeah it's so true he's he's really inspiring i mean maybe that's one of the things that keeps me so to, turned on and plugged into writing and producing, not that anyone's ever going to accomplish what he's done. It's not going to happen, but it's inspiring. And you said workaholic. I would, I would say he's a playaholic. Wow. He has a great quote. He says, you don't work music, you play music. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, so I love that. And, um, yeah, it's it's not that he's a workaholic. He loves to play, write, record, arrange, produce, sing music. He just loves it. That is great. Well, that's and nice. Are, thing. are we lucky? You know, we, we are lucky because yeah. that you know to get, to have that drive and you look forward to. Oh my God, here it is. Paul's doing it again. And you're right. From you, you're on the sidelines going, "Well, if he's doing it." But bring it on. I got to do it. Yeah, it's been years of that kind of an inspiration of if he's doing it, what? why wouldn't I? What's my excuse? I mean, right. look, at he's 78 now or nine, I forget. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of insane. You know, you think about the age of people, the greats like John Lee Hooker and B.B. Uh, King and Chuck Berry, who, of course, went on and on in these later years and kept touring and turning out music they'd find these young producers to help them. Well, Paul is, uh, you know, he's no relic. He is a very vital, real, today, writing a song every day guy. And that's inspiring. It's really inspiring. Does he get the three of you 
ever involved with his other what his with his other projects like his when he when he puts out a new album? I mean, I know we had the COVID thing, but if he wrote an album like a year or two ago and said, "Hey guys, let's all get together in the studio and you be part of his session of putting it together." Of course, yeah, sure. I mean, so the previous two albums, uh, Egypt Station and New, were were recorded ensemble, all okay. of us in a room. Um, and then, of course, he would take those tracks and noodle with them until he was pleased, you know, which which meant, you know, changing some of the things that we would all do together. But those sessions were largely, you know, group band recording session albums wow. with great producers like, uh, you know, Giles Martin and uh, and, uh, you know, the, the previous album with Greg Kirsten. So, OK. You know, he has a, a great way of finding production collaborators, but it's always Paul. It's Paul. He can have a producer name on there and they do a great deal of work and they're very good at it. But in the end, Paul is going to be making the decisions. Are, are you able to be part of the songwriting process of some of the songs on his albums? I wouldn't say part of the songwriting process. No, Um uh, that's really solely Paul's, you know. I know, but wouldn't that be cool? McCartney, Ray on a track that you go, wow. I mean, yeah, sure, it'd be fun. Um, I, no, none of us expect or are looking for that because he doesn't need that. He's true. Paul McCartney, you know. True. And uh, as some have said, he he had a partner, and uh, I get you. You know, and then, and then, of course, he worked, he did some great stuff with Elvis Costello, but uh, he doesn't run around looking for, he doesn't have something missing that he's looking to fill with partnerships. I, I get that. Well, speaking, well, I, we can spend hours on talking about Sir Paul, but I want to talk about you. And I, be, I believe I read that Abe uh, played on uh, Got a New Thing, right? Did he grab Abe and said, come on, dude. He's a, I love watching him play. Yeah, he's he's just so, oh, God, what can you say? He's just so robust in his talent. It's it's coming out all of the time, uh, singing, playing, uh, arranging. He plays a bit of keyboards. He plays guitar, wow. he plays bass. He's a lot more than you would think. Uh, uh, besides being one of the world's greatest drummers and a very entertaining one at that, uh, he's just, uh, you know, an endlessly talented guy. Um, so in the case of this one, you know, my preferred way of recording would be to get, uh, Abe Laboreal Jr. and Scott Schreiner of Weezer on bass together in a room with a great engineer and do it old school. Right. Cause that's what I love having a laugh, kicking it around, having a struggle, having another laugh, take a break, kill it, you know? Uh, well, that's different right now, but fortunately, I'm in a in a studio right now, and you can see just a little bit of my gear here. Nice. Uh, you know, you're we're in uh, lockdown mode here, and um, here at Bad Manners Studio. And in the case of got a new thing, my new single on Wicked Cool Records, it started as a uh, an idea uh, back in January or so, before COVID hit, and I had the riff. And my girlfriend was with me and winter was hitting. We were out in the desert and it was raining and we had the fireplace on and she'd be working on her podcast stuff. And I'd be in the other room working on this new song idea. 
and the song germinates for a very long time in some cases. Sometimes it's automatic. And when it came time to record it, I just came into Bad Manners Studio, here where I am right now. <laughs> Uh, and, um, I, you know, you start the track and by the time it's weird, my process is strange. So by the time I'm ready to start recording it, it's been living in my mind and my heart and the rest of my body for quite a while. And I already know what I want it to sound like. I know the density, the instrumentation, you know, the arrangement. I have these dreams of the arrangement and, And so I don't come in here going like, I wonder what we should do. I just come in here and bang away. I literally finished the track in a day. Wow. And that's with, you know, my program, Fakey Drums, to show Abe what I have in mind and a fake bass that Scott Schreiner came to my house and replaced. So in the case of this one, we then send the tracks, the session uh, over the old interwebs to uh, Ithaca, New York, where Abe was hanging out, where he had set up a little makeshift studio. And uh, he gathered up some mics and he gathered up some drums and he put his iPhone over on a, on a stool over there and filmed himself in one take doing the song, sends the files back. We dump them in here at Bad Manor Studio and it sounds like we played together. Um, and I, I hate to blow the mystery, folks, but we were not all together in a row. <laughs> now, Scott Schreiner, my buddy from Weezer, came and generously, kindly, right here at Bad Manners with his mask on, uh, sang and played. And uh, we distanced, recorded, and he did his stuff equally as fast. I mean, he, he might have done two passes on the bass at most. I was happy. I didn't have a word to say, except that sounds awesome. And then he sang like an angel because they both sing so well. Uh, And, you know, in another day of a few little overdubs and a lead vocal, the song was done. So it literally was a couple of days work, but it had germinated for months. Good for you, man. That is awesome. You mentioned mentioned a few things. And one thing I I loved that you touched upon, and I'm not a musician, Brian, but you touched upon old school. And I would always say, I know today's technology, you can send files to Abe and Ithaca or me and Poughkeepsie or wherever. Yeah. You would miss that magic, like you said. Everybody in the studio, they go, wait a minute, try this, try that, have a laugh, take a break, get a bite to eat, whatever. But you miss that magic if you're not together. That's the way I see it. Am I right with that? You're right. And, you know, as I said, it is my preferred way of recording. Right. That's just because music is a, is a social thing. And it always has been since our first music came to us from Africa. It was communication. Uh, When the first slaves, unfortunately came to the U S they were, you know, together in drum circles doing call and response they were communicating with each other. And ever since the beginning of time, humans have a need to communicate. And music is a great way to do it. So I'm not I'm not kidding when I say it's my preferred way. I'd much rather hang out with my friends, Absolutely. having a laugh, coming up with jokes and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's much more, much more fulfilling. But I would also say that after all these years of playing music, I have a good sense of maybe how to make it sound 
energetic, like you did it all together. And the trick to that is never having tracks feel or be labored. You know what I mean? You have to make it sound like your intention is always leaning forward, like you're just discovering the part. You never sound like you're reading the script. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So those are just a couple little tips. And I can kind of act as if I was in a room with my friends because I also know what they're going to sound like. I know them that well. Bad Manners Studio. Have you been busy working with other clients coming in and putting on your producer hat? Not so much right now. People also uh, call me a lot to put on a guitar here or there. And if I have time and I'm not busy as I am right now promoting my new single, Got a New Thing, uh, then I'd be happy to do that. You know, that, that's always fun. You know, they send you the track and you put it up on the computer and you dial in songs, you give them some choices and, you know, two hours later, you're done. Excellent. And I also see I Ain't Superstitious. Is that the follow-up to Got a New Thing? A ain't Superstitious is my previous single. Um, and that's a uh, obviously a cover version. Willie Dixon, the, right? The Willie Dixon uh, blues classic. And um, my affinity for that song really started with Jeff Beck, Rod Stewart's version from 1968 on his first album called Truth. Uh, which was the first time we heard Rod Stewart and uh, or the first time I'd heard Rod Stewart. The first time and, I heard Rod Stewart. Woo. And it was such a killer track. It closed that great album. And that album was kind of like my guitar Bible. And I just really wanted to just pay tribute to the master. Uh, and also the other master, the guy who wrote it, Willie Dixon, very fascinating Another guy, I thought about this, he's kind of like the Paul McCartney of blues music in that he was a bass player, a songwriter, an artist, singer, an arranger, a producer, an executive, and uh, an A&R man, too, for other talent. Um, and uh, I, I just think so much of that guy. I got to play with him once many years ago, um, and... Uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of give it up to the both of them in equal measure. So the, the the track sounds a lot like the Jeff Beck, Rod Stewart version, but I added in some of the old lyrics that they passed on. The old lyrics that Willie Dixon wrote originally in that maybe late 40s, early 50s. Who's the beautiful voice on that track? I wow. Know. That's Gia Chambodi. Wow. Yes. I played that a couple of times going, where, where, who is this? Remarkable. So first of all, that's another thing. Um, I'm lucky enough to have really talented friends like Gia. Um, in the case of that one, um, I had approached a couple male friends to sing it, but I had already started the track and my track was in the original key of F, the key of F, uh, which was on the Jeff Beck version. That was part of the sound to me. I didn't want to do it in a new key because I was really going for a tribute to that record. Um, and so when I finished the track, I sent it out to a couple of male singers and said, I'd love to do it, but I can't sing that high. So I said, oh, okay, right. You know, um, then I thought about it and thought, well, female singer would sure be cool. We haven't heard that. I don't yeah, know right. a singer who sung that song. So I reached out to my old friend Gia Chambodi, who's been with uh, 
you know, she was she toured with Springsteen during his Human Touch album tour. Um, tremendous singer, soulful, great, uh, great person, just so lovely. And she cared about it so much. And she wanted to bring in, she supported me in bringing in some of these old sleeper lyrics from the old original version and mix it up a little bit. So it's not just like the uh, Rod Stewart version. She, she sang it in two takes. Remarkable. I mean, my my hairs were like, who is what? Play that again, put the headset on and crank that up. And you listen to her and you go, wow. I I mean, I've always been a rocker and rocker and I've been blessed to meet and hang out and see him after every show. I can call my good friend, Billy Gibbons. And Billy says to me all the time, you know, Pat, you got to go back. Listen to the blues, go back. Yeah, I know you're a rock guy, but go back. And boy, has he spot on when you think of Willie Dixon, you think of John Hooker, you think of Alfred King and and B.B. And the more I really dig into the blues, the more I see where the rock end comes out of. And uh, I can't thank ever Billy enough for really guiding me that way, because I would have never, you know, I'm like anybody else. Crank on Led Zeppelin, Bad Company. But then you, the Stones, and then you go, wait a minute, this is blues and then yeah. with a little rock. And then, you know, Chuck Barry and, you know, Elvis and you even, you know, get into that 50s, 60s and you go, I'm, you know, starting to really get it now more than I ever did before. So it's uh, interesting, you know, the, the British invasion, which brought us, of course, all of those great bands of the mid 60s and on. Um, they were really repackaging and selling back to us that which we had discovered that was american music blues came from jazz came from you know uh the first african setting foot here and it 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 had this long trail of development and then it got over to europe and the uk via pirate radio stations Pirate radio, uh, love it. <laughs> and uh, they had these these great uh, illegal stations that were floating out at sea in some cases, and some were in Germany. Um, and uh, these guys, you know, John and Paul, and uh, all of the other bands, the Animals and the Who, were getting these songs, listening to them on the radio, then they'd get like copies of the vinyl. And there'd only be two copies in the whole town of Liverpool. And they'd all study it. And they'd switch it around and do their own version of it. And then, boom, they sold it back to us. We're like, wow, what is this cool music? (laughs) Their version of our music. And, of course, then they took off. And that was just a touchstone for them to write, you know, volumes of music that had changed the world. Brian, where can our folks find Got a New Thing? I read somewhere there's an orange vinyl floating around. Do they go to the brianray.com? Yeah, they'll go to brianray.com. That's correct. You can buy uh, the uh, signed uh, 45, or you can buy the unsigned one, depending on your budget. we got to buy the signed one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm waiting on them. They'll be here any minute now. And I'll sign a bunch of them and send them to my team that helps me uh, distribute them. And yeah, on the flip side of Got a New Thing, the new single on Wicked Cool, on the flip side is um, my version of the Procol Harum track, Whiskey Train. 
Oh, I did see that. Yes, 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 yes. A very similar era to the Jeff Beck Truth. And it's another song I played in my high school band that influenced me. And uh, yeah, just time to do it again. This time lead vocal was handled by Carla Olson, an old friend of mine from the L.A. band called The Textones. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I love every bit of it. Brian is socially, it's socially. Brian is on social media. Brian Ray Guitar on Twitter, Instagram. Check him out on Facebook. Go to brianray.com. Buy the signed orange vinyl. I know I can't wait to put Got a New Thing on our rotation. Keeping new music alive is what I do. Brian, I can't thank you enough. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I have, my friend. I sure did, Pat. Thanks so much, man. It's always a pleasure seeing you. It doesn't get any better than this. I'm Pat Soundbites on GTV, singer, songwriter, producer, and one of the coolest guys around, Mr. Brian Ray, right here on Pat Soundbites IGTV.